And welcome to Education 3.0, the new podcast from Kennesaw State University's iTeach Center, where we delve into educational topics like personalized learning, instructional coaching, and the maker movement, and where we get a chance to meet the incredible teachers, administrators, coaches, and students that are out there doing the work every day. And thank you for joining us today on the podcast. We have a very special edition for you. We are live for the first time um, recording today from the park bench on the beautiful KSU campus in the Bagwell College of Education podcast studio. My very special guest today is the illustrious and esteemed Chris McBride. And Chris is the longest serving member of the iTeach team. She is a uh, instructional technology specialist and she's here today to talk with us about coaching coaches. So Chris, thanks for joining me. How are you this morning? Well, I am honored to be one of the first interviewees uh, from the park bench. And the fact that you called me illustrious on, um, and I have it proof forever, is even better. Illustrious and esteemed. <laughs> and esteemed. <laughs> yes, those, uh, yes. And, and, and they're well-deserved compliments. <laughs> I'll pay you later. <laughs> yes. All right, so Chris... What we wanted to talk to you today about is is coaching coaches. So we've heard in the last few episodes from some of our coaches that are in the field, in schools, working uh, one-on-one, hands-on every day with teachers, co-planning, co-modeling, you know, doing all those things. So what we wanted to talk today about was how... How does iTeach support those coaches out in the field? And that is, uh, that's why we have you here today, because that is what you do. So you support coaches uh, out in the field. So why don't you give us a quick uh, rundown kind of on on your role here at iTeach so everyone uh, can get familiar with you? Absolutely. Um, I basically am one of the project leads for a district. Um, and I do actually share this role with another colleague, could not do it without her. Um, but our goal as Project Lead is to support those coaches in the field, and we do that a couple of different ways. Um, we are available for virtual support. Um, a lot of times we are reaching out to each other via workplace. They know they can text me, they can call me whenever they need me. Uh, but we also offer on-site support. Um, And that's probably my favorite. I really like to be with them face-to-face, kind of in the trenches with them. As a project lead, I'm often a thought partner, um, basically helping to identify strategies to address technology integration solutions, maybe offer some coaching advice relating to that partnership we have with the schools. It could also be collecting resources uh, that help them with their very own professional development. Fantastic. I like that uh, thought partner, uh, the idea that you're a thought partner, not just for um, for the coaches, but for the schools as well. You, you guys as project leads um, are also available and as resources for the schools um, as well. So that's nice to know. And, and it's nice to know that uh, that I teach and their partner districts aren't just uh, throwing coaches out there uh, all by themselves, but they've, they've thought this through and they've actually uh, formulated uh, some support for the actual support, if you will. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. So Chris, uh, as we said earlier, you are the, the longest serving member of the iTeach team. Um, tell us a little bit about your background. Um, you know, 
did you teach? What did you teach? What brought you to iTeach? Uh, how has your role changed um, as, as iTeach has evolved over the years? Sure. You make me sound really old, though, so <laughs> I want to point out I'm not ancient. Uh, my teaching career actually began in 1995. I um, taught first and fourth grade in an elementary school in southwest Georgia in Albany. 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 Um, in the Doherty County School System. Fell in love with it, enjoyed it. But I was actually forced, and I did say forced because I tried to get out of it, to take a class called InTech. Right. And um, this was back in 1999, and it was to kind of help us use technology integration effectively in the classroom. And it was seven days of class, so I really didn't want to go because I didn't want to have to write sub-plans for that many days, (laughs) number one. Uh, But once I went to the first class, I was actually hooked fell in love with it. I even remember talking to the instructor, asking, you know, if they ever needed help, keep me in mind. um, And I would be glad to step up and help in any way that I could to kind of spread the word. Because this was actually a mandated class that all educators had to take to prove technology proficiency. Hashtag thanks, Tracy. There you go. This is episode one. We can all blame (laughs) Dr. Tracy Reddish for those in-tech demands. That's right. Shout out to Tracy. Um, And so I actually did get a call. I became an in-tech instructor for the Albany State uh, Educational Technology Training Center. I was able to lead the classroom and actually provide PD for teachers that way. And my and it just was my dream job. I eventually got married and moved to Atlanta, and I was able to become an instructor for the Kennesaw State Educational Technology Training Center as an elementary uh, in tech instructor. So we have Mike to thank for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Thanks, Mike. Um, and you know that in tech project kind of lasted several years uh, over the course of the years. So I started working at Kennesaw in 2001, been here ever since, and my role has kind of evolved with, you know, the demands of what's been needed out in the schools. So instead of teachers coming to us, you know, we had to kind of shift our roles because teachers couldn't leave the classroom. And so we started to basically go to the teachers. And now we're kind of in that coaching support role. Um, we're just that embedded professional development. And um, that's that's kind of how we transfer, transpired. Wow, very cool. Um, so for those of you teachers who have, if you've been around since, you know, the early 90s, uh, like a lot of us have, and, and you, you've got an in-tech story. So share that on Twitter with us at hashtag in-tech stories. Uh, I'm sure it'll bring a, a chuckle to Chris and, you know, you guys will get to meet Nisa later. But two of the uh, longest serving <laughs> members we have, that that was their their role and responsibility when they first joined Kennesaw State was, uh, was providing that in-tech training, which was a state mandated course for, for every teacher in the state. So um, a lot of you in the Atlanta area may may have had this class with with Chris. Um, so send her a story about how wonderful it was. 
Um, and I'm sure we'll, we'll get a chuckle. Yeah, I, I meet these teachers all the time in the schools. They still remember uh, the break. The, um, we bring snacks. Yeah. Snacks was a big deal yeah. in tech. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> for teachers, yeah, right? We always take those bags of, uh, of chocolate and yeah, kidneys. I won't, with. I won't tell you how many pounds I gained <laughs> in that class. Oh, but who's counting, right? <laughs> all right, fantastic. So there's your journey to iTeach. So, Chris, tell us now. We've heard from a couple of coaches uh, about their average day. Um, embedded in schools, supporting teachers and administrators and students. What is what does an average day look like for you supporting coaches out in the field? Well, just like the coaches, the days vary. You know, they constantly are changing. Um, it, it just looks different day to day to day. You know, I just have to kind of assess who needs what, what's priority, and be able to plug in that support as much as possible and, and, and right when needed. Um, but like I said, that could be virtual or it could be on site, um, whichever way I can get best to them. Fantastic. Very cool. So I'm sure you've got uh, tons of stories you could share with us, but just pick out, um, let's talk about a success that you've had um, as a coach out in a school. Can you share a good uh, a success story that would kind of highlight what you do to support coaches? Absolutely. So this is probably when I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of our coaches and, you know, it's almost like I'm a proud mama bear because yes. I get a chance to go out and I see that coaches are making a real difference in their schools. And that's something we didn't always see when teachers would come to us for professional development. You know, we'd share some strategies or best practices while we had them. And then we just had our fingers crossed that it happened once they left. Um, but by supporting these embedded coaches, I get to go visit the schools and I've conducted um, listening tours where I go and I talk to the teachers being coached. I talk to the administrators that the coaches are partnering with. And the stories that I hear the admin tell um, just are really uplifting and just reinforce we are doing the right work. Go ahead, Jackie. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I actually have one principal that came to mind, if you want yeah. me to share that. Yeah, um, uh, basically, this particular coach has made such an impact um, that, according to her, her words were, his impact has been tremendous. She said, the teachers are starting to look at work differently. You know, they, they understand those standards. They understand what needs to be done. But then they are starting to build it out and look at the rigor that's behind it. Um, probably the biggest gift is that he shares his, you know, this coach's knowledge shares in a simple way so that they are able to implement quickly, you know. And so, he's, you know, this coach has been able to plug in, make a difference. The teachers are seeing, the admin seeing it, and it just makes me proud to hear. And, and I could go on and on about several coaches impact stories but that's the first one that came to mind right and so so nice i love the idea of a listening tour chris because how many times you know as a as a classroom teacher uh you know how many times did you feel like like the people that you were talking to weren't listening you know and they weren't hearing really what your needs are and what your concerns were and they you know it seems like so many times a lot of the pd that we got didn't address what uh what we really needed. So I think that's, that's awesome that, uh, that that's something you do in your day and that you make that a priority and that, uh, 
that that's what one of the things that that KSU coaches I think do real, real well. We emphasize as a unit is is to listen to the needs, um, you know, of the client, if you will. The the students, what do they need? The teachers, what do they need? The admin, what do they need? And then let's find a way to, to support them uh, and address those needs. Yep, it's all part of building that relationship, and that's that doesn't it. happen overnight. And this is just one one piece of that. Right, fantastic. Uh, you know, I'm married to a counselor, and that is. Uh, you know, she drums that home to me all the time, that how important uh, just the skill of listening really is. It, it can go a long way. So fantastic. Um, so that's a great success. There's got to be, you know, I know it's not all um, peaches and cream and it's not always easy days with, with great stories of success. So I know there's probably been some challenges um, along the way. So can you share with us a challenge and uh Maybe how you overcame it, or how did you sure. change what you were doing? Um, you know, on the backside of that challenge to to address that concern. Right, it, and if your listeners have heard the previous episodes, they know these coaches have a lot of things on their plates, um, and they're not just servicing one school. You know, they're in shared schools, so they're often pulled in different directions, involved with different initiatives, and sometimes at the same time. Um, so far, we haven't been able to clone them. That's been my uh, first suggestion. That's not worked. So we've had to kind of shift gears and figure out how to help the coaches with all of these different things they're juggling. Um, so currently, we are using a coaching development portfolio. And the whole goal of this is to help them create focus and prioritization. Um, it really helps to align the team effort and it makes sure everyone is working towards the same goal. I like to think of it as kind of like a focus document so that when, when they have a chance to land and kind of regroup, they can revisit this uh, portfolio, if you will, and kind of um, help guide them. And, and this portfolio basically has three pieces. It's, it's got a place where they identify some objectives and we set these objectives every quarter. Uh, one of the objectives is picked by the coach, and it's very school-specific. Another objective is picked by the um, project lead. And this, by the way, is not evaluative. It's just a chance to help them look for growth as a coach. And then the last objective is one that we try to pick together, project lead and coach, to kind of identify a performance indicator from our KSU, our annual review, so that when they meet with you know our director, they can bring their portfolio to the table and have some specific ways that they've kind of addressed some goals that were important to them. And then these are all objectives. You know, we can identify some key results, some measurable ways we can check these items off the list, and then they document their progress as well. Fantastic. So, so the coaches are actually creating their own development portfolios out in the field and documenting their own personal growth as well as how they're supporting schools. Exactly. And that helps me as a project lead. I can go back and revisit this um, documentation and see how I can plug in best. You know, what resources can I find to help support them? That's amazing. And if you're, you know, if you're in Georgia um, and you're a teacher and you're, you know, going to deal with TEKS um, and leaks for our administrators out there and the way that, uh, um, Certification is moving in Georgia. Portfolios are becoming a huge part of uh, of documenting uh, how you're growing as a as a teacher. 
and, and what you're doing in the classroom. So I think it's really cool to hear that uh, that the coaches are doing that as well. So if this is, you know, if coaching is a short term, um, this is always something that they could take to a school and, and show like, hey, here's some of the things I'm doing in this role. Um, you know, hire me. That's right. And I would like to give a shout out to Callie Alford. That was uh, his uh, brainchild. So we're thanks, make Callie. Sure that's, that's at... <laughs> Technicali on Twitter if you there want to you go. go find Callie, one of our one of our former coaches and give him props. Project leads. He just left us for a uh, for a school district, an unnamed not bitter school district, <laughs> a very lucky unnamed school district <laughs> to get such a good guy. Um, so yeah, thanks, Callie. All right, fantastic. So, um, what's the best part about your job, Chris? What do you love the most? If you could. Uh, decide what you wanted to do every day, what part of it would it be? Oh, my gosh. I think it's connecting with my coaches and the teachers. It's just the connection with the the people. Um, and I also love the fact that it's different every day. Right. You know, you've got to be open to, you know, change that whole growth mindset. For instance, this podcast. Right. Okay. <laughs> this is probably not something that would be my favorite thing right. to do, but I'm trying to be open. There you this go. This is the direction we're going. Um, so just being open to new experiences. And, you know, I have said this from the beginning when, you know, Michael Murray hired me and then I went through with Tracy and then, you know, all the directors. I'm like, I can't believe y'all pay me. To do this. This right. is a job that I love. And um, and I, I think the leadership we have here under Stephanie and, and all the coaches that I work with, even you, Andy. Oh, what? Even you. What? <laughs> you know, this is my, my favorite part of the job, these relationships. Fantastic. And, and for those of you listening, Chris is not kidding about uh, being open to change. This is maybe the 10th time I've had to schedule to interview her, she does not, this is not one of her um, things that she wants to focus on, but I, I finally got her uh, pinned down and we got her in the in the recording studio here. So, and, and you know, I think you all agree she's doing great. She's not nervous at all. Nope, not thank goodness this is not on video. <laughs> it, it is on video, we are recording. We're not gonna show it to anyone because yeah, no. Um, I will delete it after this. You know, spoiler yeah. alert here. We are uh, in the long term, in the roadmap here for Education 3.0. We do want to go and do uh, video blogs, but, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a social studies teacher, so I'm having to learn how to edit video and do all this stuff uh, as part of one of my uh, things that I'm having to change to learn how to do to meet this changing demands that our teachers need out there in the field. So. Um, and you're rocking it so far. Yeah. I must say, you're doing really good. All right. So we both need a raise. I guess. <laughs> Stephanie, if you're listening, I know you are. Um, Tracy. So there we go. All right. Uh, fantastic. So, Chris, are you reading anything right now? Hmm. Got a book? Um, any books? No, uh, a lot of the reading that I do as far as, you know, professionally, I'm more of a blogger. Okay. I like to go to blogs and yeah, check one, those out. You want to give anybody a plug real quick? Favorite <laughs> blog? Edutopia? Um, the Cult of 
Cult of Pedagogy. Pedagogy. There you go. That's probably one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, there's so many. I don't. It's like an Academy Award. You know, you don't want to start. You might leave somebody out. Yeah, oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you to all the EDU bloggers out there that are filling Chris's mind with all these great and wonderful ideas that uh, that she can take into the classrooms and, and take to her coaches. So, <laughs> yeah, keep keep all that fun stuff coming. So, Chris, beach or mountains? Oh, that's easy. Both. both. I um, I would like... I would in my ideal world. Right. I have my um, cabin in the mountains by a pond, and then I've got the um, good old condo in Destin. Destin. So all right, it's both for okay, me. Okay, fantastic. So Mike, <laughs> uh, overtime because uh, now you got to do both. Um, Chris, what do you see? Because you you know you've been here the longest that I teach, and I'm I'm curious to to think. Um, you know, you've seen how the center has has transformed because it really has from the days where teachers came to us and you were teaching them in tech to, uh, you know, I joined the center back around 2010 and we were really high on the train the trainer model where we would go out to a school for, you know, a couple hours and deliver some PD to, you know, 30, 50, 100, you know, if you could get them all in the in the cafeteria maybe do that and walk away and maybe not see or hear from them for two or three months um, to now where we're actually in the schools working side by side uh, every day with teachers. What, what do you think the center looks like in five years? Wow. That's a good question. Cause I, if you had asked me, you know, when I first started, if this would ever even be part of my vision, it, it would not have been. Um, how cool would it be if, if we kind of had our own school? based you know in in within our center i like that idea you like that idea i do like that idea (laughs) um no spoilers here but that would be that certainly would be um an interesting model of uh personalized learning Mm -hmm. k-12 um what does it look like with the support of of the university and the uh, instructional technology department and the College of Ed, that would be interesting. One big happy family. One big happy oh, yeah. family. Hey, if you're gonna dream, dream big, right? That would Andy? be <laughs> very interesting. I like that, Chris. So uh, we'll get to work on that. Fantastic. You have any last any things you want to say before we check uh, out? Nope. I I think I'm good. All I right. think uh, just put me out of my misery right now. <laughs> <laughs> you busy. All right. Well, thank you so very much, Chris. I want to thank all the listeners out there. Uh, I want to thank the College of Ed here at KSU for providing uh, this wonderful recording studio and all this equipment and the, the freedom um, for us to, to change and to try new things and to get out there and work with schools and with teachers and to make a difference. So uh, that's all we got for you on this episode. And until the next one. Cheers. Education 3.0 is produced by the instructional coaches from iTeach at Kennesaw State University. You can reach out to them for more information, questions, or comments at their website, www.ksuiteach.org, or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.